You're listening to the Seduce Podcast with Cass and Kat, where we love to talk about life and experiences that inspire your higher self. Good evening, Cass. Good evening, Kat. That's right, it is evening as we record, but you guys will probably be listening to this on your drive into work. More than likely. And we have so good morning. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> or good afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we got another juicy episode for you guys today. Mm. I love the juice. I would like to chat about something that I've seen on TikTok. I thought I was the TikTok fiend over here. You know. What do you mean you're on TikTok? <laughs> I, Don't I just send you the TikToks? <laughs> Literally. Are you trying to claim something I've sent you as your own? Do you know what? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go give it to me. I've probably seen it so twice. I, I downloaded the TikTok app maybe about three weeks ago. That's sad. <laughs> Just well, joking. They'll probably me- ban it in Australia too. We're living in like communist right now. They're oh banning everything. And I'm laughing like that's really sad. Yeah, isn't it? It is. But I came across a video, one that you probably did send me, regarding sea moss. Sea moss, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Minerals. Well, is that what it is? Because I don't really know what it is. All I know is there's a lot of hype around it right now. Do you remember what video you saw on sea moss? It was a conspiracy one. Oh, yes, I was just about to say. So was this the left eye conspiracy? Yes, Lisa Left Eye Lopez from TLC. Okay. So FYI, everyone that's listening, what's the difference between a conspiracy and the truth? About six months. (laughs) Okay. So when we say conspiracy, it's a true story. (laughs) So... Left Eye from TLC in, I believe it was the 90s or early 2000s, was on a show, a talk show, where she mentioned she was fasting for her health and she also mentioned CMOS. Mm. CMOS is a superfood that contains 92 or something of the like, out of the 101 minerals we need in our body. So you add this, I do, I've got two two jars of it in my fridge right now. Mm -hmm. You add it to your smoothies and it's delicious. You can get tasteless ones, you can get flavoured ones. You know, I've got a couple that have, one has another herb added to it, moringa, and the other one's a kiwi and grape. Charlie loves the consistency. One of them's, it's kind of like jelly. Mm. But yeah, basically kind of tasteless. You just add it and you're getting all your vitamins. But Left Eye was on this talk show and Mm. she was speaking about how she's fasting for her health. And she was speaking to a guru, Dr. Sebi. There's a whole other conspiracy about him and how he was killed under very, or died under very suspicious circumstances. Okay. Same thing with Left Eye. Mm. She spoke about this. She spoke about health. She mentioned CMOS and then where's where's Left Eye today? Mm. So I'll let everyone do their own research on that. But does it feel to you that these health gurus, they speak on health and if they've got a platform to speak on or their following is growing, maybe maybe Big Pharma doesn't like it because, I mean, you know what, though? If I had a business model like Big Pharma, Mm -hmm. if my business model was to sell as much medication as possible, I would not want to cure you. 
No, correct. Right? Correct. I just want to keep selling you medication. Yeah, because if in we were fact, cured of all our diseases, we wouldn't need Big Pharma. Correct. Mm. And we spoke about this on our other health episode. Yeah, Herb where, yeah. where nature provides everything in essence because before pharmaceuticals, people looked to nature to health. Now you look at how much people are sold and medicated from depression to cholesterol to diabetes to everything. Mm -hmm. You know, there were years where you didn't hear about prostate issues because we didn't have sugar filling our aisles Mm. and that kind of thing. But essentially you look at big pharma, it's a big business, right? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, well, shit, I wouldn't want people taking health into their own hands. In fact, I would want to probably keep people sick if I'm going to keep selling a medication, right? Well, exactly. Anything that's a threat to the business model Mm. is a bit of a problem. You know what I mean? So So she spoke out about it because that's what I saw. I saw an interview with her where she briefly spoke about it and then there was another Oh, I don't know who it was, but just another guy talking about CMOS and how good it was for you. Dark man talks, tall, skinny man, yes. Dr. Sebi. So also, that must have been, yes. okay. Yeah. So she was working closely with him on her health. Yeah, right. And Dr. Sebi had a lot of, you know, he talks about the alkaline diet. He talks about fasting, mm-hmm. foods to eliminate for health, to have a essentially mucusless diet mm. because mucus causes disease. You know, we look at the common cold and that kind of thing. It's common. Mm. But you go back 50 years ago, it wasn't common. Mm. And even before that, it was even more rare. Mm. So now all these things that we're faced with these days, oh, she's got a cough, she's got this. We aren't supposed to be sick, Mm. as sick as we are. Definitely not. Yeah, and not as often as we are. And not as often as we are. So we're facing a lot in our day-to-day lives. There's stress, there's lack of sleep, there's, you know, heavy workloads, there's heavily processed foods and then you've got pest, you know, there's the war on (laughs) pesticides that's Mm. covering all our foods and our fresh fruit and produce. So, you know, people are trying to stay as healthy as possible, myself being one, Mm. and, yeah, because there's a, big war on our health, I think. Mm. You know, you touched on fasting before and then you spoke about a low mucus diet. Diet. Mm. So it kind of reminds me of, so I grew up religious-wise, I grew up as an orthodox and come Easter time we do fasting. what's called a fast. Yeah, yeah. for Lent. So for Lent, yeah, yeah, exactly. So when I was younger, i And even Ramadan. Yeah, it's a similar concept, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so heading into Easter, the 40 days before Easter Sunday, we would fast. And being a child, I only used to fast for like a week, so seven days. But as I grew up, I did it for a little bit longer. And I found, so the fast for us was no meat, no no animal products, Mm. no dairy. So it was basically just... All your mucus-free foods. All your mucus-free foods. And it was interesting because the body felt great. Yeah. For the, for those week or two weeks, however long I did it for, the body felt great when yeah. I just did that, just eliminated those yeah. components. Now, I'm not saying you need to live like that every single day of your life, but it made such a difference to the rest of my month when mm. I fasted like that. So I don't know. like it's Massive difference. Yeah. Like I haven't, how do I put it? Like I don't sit there and go, oh, I need to fast and make that part of my routine. But just doing it from that religious aspect, you kind of do it unknowingly. Yeah. And you realize, oh, I actually feel better. A hundred percent. So myself and a friend recently did a fast. She did it a lot 
better than I did because I gave up after two weeks. She doesn't know that because I tried to be there in spirit. (laughs) She does now. (laughs) I tried to be there really in spirit with her. But we did it last year. Yeah. And so now we've done it basically around the same time this year. Yeah. And so what it involves is basically you start off the cleanse going plant-based, raw Mm plant-based. So you can have your avos. Think anything raw. Mm. So capsicum salads, you can do zoodles, mm-hmm. like, you know, that's when you spiralized your zucchini. Anything raw. So you do, you'll do that for like five days, yeah. basically. And I'm not talking about grabbing out a piece of raw beef and gnawing on that. <laughs> I'm talking raw plant-based. <laughs> then you get into the next part, which is fruit. Yep. So fruit only. So imagine you can eat any fruits you want, right? And you're having two, three meals of those a day. Yep. And you're doing that for another three days or something like that. Then you move into three days of juice. Oh. Where you aren't actually munching on anything, you're consuming liquids. Okay. They're high calorie, of course, high Mm -hmm. carb. And you can add spinach, beets, oranges, whatever Mm -hmm. you want. Mm -hmm. Fruits. And essentially, if you add your sweet fruits, like your banana and your date, it can slow down detox. But this time around, I wasn't really concerned with that. I was like, I was cool on high calorie. You know, I was having lots of that. Then the next component of the fast is going into five days of water. Yeah, right. And where do you think I made it to on that? (laughs) Everyone guess if you're in your car by yourself, just take a stab at how far you think I got. Oh, did you make it to day two? Oh, well, I got to, yeah, I got to 38 hours. Yeah, right. So, so you woke up on day two. And yeah. You were, and yeah. then how long after did you? About 10 o'clock because yeah, okay. I had to, yeah, I had to head out and I that's when I broke it with coconut water. Yeah, right. Yeah. Five days though. No. Wow. I, yeah. Look, I'd love to be able to say I'd love to be able to do it, not just say I did it, because your body does go into a stage called autophagy, right? Ah, yes, I've heard of this. Yes, where essentially, so what happens is when you're not consuming foods, your body goes into scavenger mode. Mm -hmm. So imagine your digestive system not having to take in any food. So it will go to work on your body cleaning up other areas, cleaning up your cells. Mm -hmm. If you have cyst tumours, it'll start to work on those. So it'll eat away at that. Exactly. It scavenges your body. So it scavenges your bad cells. And this is why people have been cured of all sorts of things. This is not medical advice, by the way. This is just (laughs) our opinions and what we know and what we've learned. But essentially, yeah, your body will go into the scavenger mode of being able to clean up bad cells. Mm -hmm. And for someone of my weight and height, you really need to rest. And because I was working, mm. I couldn't do that, which is why I broke the fast of quite course. early. Yeah. And truly my health is its pretty on point because I'm pretty good to myself most mm. of the time. I'm gluten-free. I'm majority of the time I am plant-based. I take my herbs. I drink my lemon with water in the morning. There's a lot that I do do right. So I felt that it's not as if I've been diagnosed with anything that I need to starve off. Yeah. So for me to get to the 38 hours, I just I remember saying to Charlie that day, I'm like, I, I'm not doing any longer. I, I'm missing food, you know, and it's amazing because you immediately start thinking about, oh, I'm going to have a big punnet of grapes. I'm going to have dates. And I went to the South Melbourne markets and loaded up. <laughs> 
<laughs> my eyes were way bigger than my stomach. I loaded up on all these foods and then by the last day I'm like sculling all these drinks and packing what was left. But then you get back onto – so you have to break a fast properly, particularly yeah. a water fast, because if you break it with cooked foods, your gut oh, d- just – or the pain you'll feel. Yeah, yeah. You can't break it with a steak or anything like no. that. You shouldn't even break it with a boiled potato. There's a case of a guy that broke a 40-day water fast uh, with a boiled potato and he died. So, yeah. just Hold think- on, a 40-day water fast? Oh, yeah, people do 40-day water fasts. Insane, right? Wow. And, you know, hit all sorts of things that they reach different spiritual levels. So mm. their pineal gland completely opens up. So... What is essential for the human body to survive? What would you guess is the one thing we we all need to survive? Your number one thing. After air, water. <laughs> Correct. You just hit them both. Mm. So your number one is oxygen. Yes. That's the first thing we need to survive. Yeah. Right? Number two is water. Yes. Right? So essentially if you think it, I, there's monks that have done like dry fasting, so no water, no food. They're living off air, these monks. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely you can survive on a water fast completely for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Right. Would I ever do a forty-day water fast? No, <laughs> I mean Absolutely never say not. Never. <laughs> never say never. But that's highly unlikely. <laughs> if I got to, I couldn't even get to forty hours. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Wow. So, but ultimately, afterwards, you feel fantastic. You yeah. do. Like that night, both myself and my friend, we did have terrible sleep. But the considering you're on water, you are waking up with quite a bit more energy than you'd expect Mm. and also I was focused for not the entire day like but a good like I would say half the day focused to just get shit done yeah because you're not consuming food you just your thoughts are kind of like you've got to remain focused otherwise it'll it's it's quite tough so it is quite good for that I thought I was essentially focused but I remember when I was on the juice part you and I had a meeting with someone yes and you're like Cass where'd you go (laughs) you know why because we were sitting down (laughs) we were sitting down having a meeting with two other people and one of the people that we were sitting with was deep in a conversation and telling a story and I was like really intently listening and then I glance over at Cass because she's made no input into the conversation at all, which is unusual for her. And I glance over to you and you were literally like on another planet. You were just staring into space and you had this look of like dumbfounded, like, why am I oh. here moment? And I was just, at one point I thought, do I kick her under the table? Like, I was I thinking about her? food cuts. You literally were. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, my God. But, yeah, <laughs> but generally like, yeah, you yeah, you do feel really great. You do feel relatively focused, but it's for a limited amount of time, I would absolutely say. It's yeah. for that first part of the day. You're waking up pretty early, getting stuff done. and You know where I found if I eat between the hours of noon, like mm-hmm. midday, and 7, 7.30 p.m., I feel like that's optimal time for oh, me to 100%. eat. 100%. When I wake up from a sleep and do not eat, until lunchtime, I'm at my best. Yep. And it's quite – so what you've got there is intermittent fasting. Yes. So essentially you're probably eating dinner the night before and then from about 8 you're probably not taking in any food yep. and then you're not eating until noon the next day, yeah. which is intermittent fasting. If someone wants to 
try to do this but not to do like go full-fledged like yeah yeah. intermittent fasting is really good so Mm. stop eating at eight o'clock don't consume anything else and then the next day resume eating at 12 o'clock yeah and you'll notice that your digestive system works a lot better there was this big push for big breakfasts big breakfasts for kids to you know be able to focus and study Mm. and I personally didn't really – it left me on a bit of a sugar high because look what we were eating. We are eating like sugared yeah. cornflakes, it's huge cereals, grain yeah. and, you know, things that aren't really mm. great for our mind and for focus. So I intermittent fast every day because I don't eat breakfast. I, my body doesn't want breakfast. Mm. So I'm like you. I'll either eat lunch or I'll eat a late lunch and then either that – keeps me full until later and I might have snacks or I'll eat fruit from, you know, 12 until 5 and then have a light dinner at home. Yeah. yeah. I find that I just – if you listen to your body, it tells you everything you need it to does. know. It does, yeah. And some days I have breakfast mm. in the morning and other days I don't. But I feel like when I start to eliminate breakfast, like it comes in packs, like I'll go like a few weeks yeah. without breakfast and I'm just happy to eat at lunchtime. And yeah. then other days I wake up and my body's like hungry, like I need to eat. So when I have those feelings Feelings. I definitely eat when I'm hungry. Does that make sense? It does. Rather what, than looking at, uh, you know, there used to be a big part of me, especially growing up, you know, you'd look at the time, you'd go to school, you'd have recess at a certain time, lunch at a certain time, yeah. you'd finish school, you knew you were going to get something to eat before dinner. Like the day was planned out based mm. on food. But when you kind of switch it around and don't plan your day around food, but rather plan it around how you feel. So yeah. I'm hungry now, let's eat. Mm-hmm. rather than being strict with times. I don't know. I just find that, that yeah. works better for me. And what do you, when you do eat breakfast, what do you normally eat? So I eat like avocado and eggs. Okay. Lovely. Yeah. Like lovely. every morning, avocado, eggs, a little bit of feta. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my thing. Rosaria and I eat it together. Like I'll make one for her, make one for me, like a smashed yeah. avo and egg. Um, there you go. Thing. Yeah. I can't relate because I don't like eggs and I don't no, like I feta. That. Yes. Um, but I'm all about that avo life. Mm. And so mine... I mean, like I said, I don't eat breakfast, but I do love spelt bread, like Mm. organic spelt, because it's an ancient grain. So you'll find that even people with gluten intolerances can handle spelt because it is an alkaline grain. Mm -hmm. So I'll have spelt with organic avo and then cherry tomatoes with salt and like with some pepper and um, salt. Rosaria likes it with the tomatoes too. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) So that. Us just talking about our breakfast. (laughs) I'm really enjoying this episode. (laughs) And so, like, what would you have for dinner? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, dinner, it depends because it's always different. Like yep. Luke will come home and cook and Luke's a really big meat so Luke eater. cooks. He does. A lot of the time he does. Loves a man that cooks. Do you reckon Charlie will cook? Oh, well, does he enjoy cooking? No. No. <laughs> It's a hard no. But But recently <laughs> we cooked together in the kitchen, which yeah. was cute. And we realised how good we are at teamwork. Oh. Because he's just like, all right, what can I do? Like he's just a hands-on man. And I'm like, all right, well, you clean the capsicums and slice them and I'll do this. And so basically he just let you call the shots, <laughs> which is what he should do to make the relationship run smoothly. That's how Cass operates. Cass, I need to be in charge all the time. 
<laughs> but he's so good because he's so tidy as well. Mm. So he will finish one thing, then we'll have an intermission of dancing in the in the kitchen. Intermission? I know, like a little dancing intermission. And then, yeah, and then he's a good cleaner-upper. Luke loves to cook so and Luke loves meat and I don't. Yeah, yeah, so it okay. can get really tricky. It can oh, get really tricky. Does he only cook the meat, like only chuck the meat on the yeah, barbie? I'll, or I'll, yeah, and I'll do like the veggies and the sides and things like gotcha. that. You know? Like, so this I'm is just like, because sometimes he'll come home and he's just bought steak and I'm like, oh, oh, mm. no. No. Gotcha. So then sometimes we're just eating like mashed potatoes. Like it really just depends what I feel. Just depends what I feel like. But other times it's like, oh, you know what? He's got a piece of chicken there. I'll be like, hmm, I'll try a little bit. Okay. But just make sure that my veggies and salad overpower the dish. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Yeah. That's how I eat. That's good. Yeah. Not too meat heavy, which is great because meat is one of your mucus forming foods. So, yeah, if you follow a couple of the, like Dr. Sebi, also Dr. Morse, you know, they will talk about being meat free, dairy free. Yeah. And getting back to those basics of, you know, look at what nature has provided for us. Do you need a, to consume a dead animal? Mm. You know? Mm. And when you put it like that. I know, it's kind of gross when you <laughs> put it like that. Look, and like I said, I'm not completely plant-based these days. I still strongly believe in it because mm-hmm. I know the difference in how I feel between mm. both. So you might be going, well, why are you having me? It's I do get cravings for a little bit of I hate to say it, a little bit of lamb sometimes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but predominantly I am still plant-based. And, mm. you know, and then if you're going to be eating meat, oh, man, make sure it's organic. They pump so much crap into these animals. Too, you know, you yeah. think about a chicken, like the amount of steroids and to get the end, what are they called, human growth stuff that they put in the pellets mm-hmm. that they're not supposed to but they do mm-hmm. to get them to a large size quickly, like within weeks. It's no. just – and then you kind of wonder why, like young girls, like why we develop quicker than we should. Yeah, that's you interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's so much. I haven't thought of that before. Yeah, absolutely. Things like even getting our periods from young ages, it's not actually normal to get your period before 10 years old, before mm. 12 years old, but it's accepted now because it's so freaking common. Yeah, wow. And you've got to kind of Is that why up. we age quicker? Like yeah. Why people, why, you know, some people physically look yeah. like they've aged quicker? 100%. There's, mm. a, there's a podcast I was listening to where the guy – purely spoke on taking herbs, being plant-based, and he goes, and you'll live forever. (laughs) (laughs) And he talked about teeth health and all of that, and he said, yeah, like this is what's ageing us. Yeah, right. And and it's true. I mean, all you have to do is look at a time-lapse video. You might have seen them now that you're on TikTok, a time-lapse video of a drug addict. Mm-hmm. And just how look at how rapidly they age from, yeah. you know, putting that kind of crap mm. in their system. And obviously, yeah, there's a difference between that and meat. But same kind of thing if you looked at a time lapse of someone that was predominantly plant based to someone that is a heavy meat eater mm. or heavy dairy, you know, there's going to be a significant difference in how they look. You know, as you're talking, I've just had a thought. Mm. So the other week I was, for some reason, for some reason, heavily into cheese. 
Okay. And I know you don't eat cheese. Can't relate. But you know what's interesting? I ate cheese. I was at my niece's birthday and my sister had cheese out with like crackers. And I was like, ah, I'm going to have one of them. Mm. And then it started this spiral of, oh, I want to eat cheese every day. Anyway, I bought myself a block of cheese and I had it with crackers over that next week, right? Mm -hmm. You know what happened to me? Pimples. Yeah. Acne. Well, I don't know if you call it acne, but pimple. I don't get pimples Mm. and I've got pimples. So. Is that that mucus concept yeah, that you're talking cheese about? Cheese and dairy is the most mucus forming food. There you go. And then meat is next. There you yeah. go. It significantly affects your lymphatic system. So mm-hmm. your lymphatic system, I don't know if we spoke about this on the last one, but your lymphatic system is your sewer system of your body and it's controlled by your adrenal glands, runs through your kidneys, comes out your urine, like waste will yeah, be filtered through your urine and your kidneys. And the only way to move your lymphatic system is via exercise, mm-hmm. fruits, yes, astringent fruit, but you look at dairy and they will significantly clog up your lymphatic mm. system. Yeah. Everywhere. There you go. Everywhere. And that's why they say, remember when a child gets sick, don't give them milk. Don't give them milk. Did yes. you ever hear your parents say yes. that? Because it will create more phlegm. Yes. In their body. Like in their throat and yeah. So true. Yeah. So mm. I can't relate on the dairy thing. I've never been a dairy lover. Like I will have maybe a little bit of chocolate, but even yeah. still I prefer the plant-based ones. Yeah. Yeah. Most most things, unless it's been secretly snuck into some fritters yeah. or patties, I don't really have dairy. Like mm. this is a completely dairy-free household. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was just – um. Yeah, making that observation, I was like, why am I having a breakout right now? Like, mm. I'm not 15 going through hormonal changes. Why is this happening? Yeah. And that was the point of difference. I was like, geez, that's the new thing this week. <laughs> and your skin is your largest eliminative organ of your body. Mm. So we should really be sweating regularly and to filter out waste. If yes. the kidneys are backed up mm. and overloaded, the next thing is it's going to come out in your skin. Yeah, okay. I.e. pimples. Interesting. Yeah. So all your eliminative organs need to be working properly. So your kidneys, your colon, everything needs Mm. to be working really well and really in sync. You know, you throw in some cheese in there and everything kind of. Look, some people can get away with it, I'm sure, Mm. if everything else is moving really well in their body. But it's only a matter of time before it all starts to to catch up. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's also like when you don't eat a lot of it and then mm. you go heavy, <laughs> yeah. that's also, it's like the shock factor. Give me a wheel yeah. of cheese. <laughs> I don't know how to process this. It's like yeah. with meat. If I do eat meat consistently, so if I eat meat two days in a row, my stomach is in all sorts of pain and discomfort. Whereas if I eat a tiny bit, like literally like yeah. half a piece once for like three or four days, I'm okay. I can process that. Yeah. Do, do you know what I, when I, I say do. I'm okay, it's a very loose term. Like, there's probably a lot going on inside, but, you know, there's no physical no, it's pain. it's true. Yeah, I get what but you're saying. But if I eat too much of it, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, it's yeah. it's hor- It's a horrible feeling. It just sits in my gut, gut, essentially. Yeah. And that's also like meat. Sorry, guys that eat meat, but, you know. It putrefies. Our, our digestive system is eight metres. Mm. So by the time it gets to different sections of your colon, transverse colon, it's putrefying. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, can I say something though? Because I've heard about this particular diet where people claim that they've 
cured disease within their body by Keto? just eating meat. No. Well, unless it's called the Similar, artery, I don't know what the yeah. name is. Or Atkins, maybe? I'm not sure what it is, mm. but just eating meat. Yeah. And I wonder, is that something that you think is true? Mm. Or is it more the fact that it's not about the meat, it's just that they've stopped eating other, other things. things? So I think it was with the Atkins diet because I didn't look too much into it because I think this would have been about the time that I was off of meat. But I know that there were some celebrities that did it and people that did it. But then what mm. happened was it's really hard on the kidneys. Right. So you'll find that the kidneys will struggle afterwards because of the high protein content of those diets. Yeah, right. And I think eliminating the carbs carbs and it, I think when you do something new at the start and eliminate certain things you're going to see a change yeah in your 100% the reason I wouldn't do something like that personally is because well if you're getting all organic good on you some people have high stomach acid and their bodies are built to break down mm-hmm. a lot of protein I've got low stomach acid mm. so I wouldn't do that like in general, I just wouldn't do that. But they're going, you're going to notice a difference from the other things you eliminate. But I think it's only a matter of time before you start to see the byproducts of doing something as extreme as that. Yeah. I personally don't believe in it, but I know there's some people, people that, that do. do it and mm. they're fine. But I just consider that high acid mm. diet like very, very acidic and mucus forming for the body. Mm. Mm. So if we go back to CMOS for a minute because – we went a bit off topic. Mm. That was a good chat. Um, <laughs> so going back to CMOS, so do you take that every day? I haven't been taking it every day. I was taking it the first week I got it because you're supposed to consume it within a certain amount of time. Okay. It yeah. only has a refrigeration life of like three to four weeks. Right. Okay. So, yes, you do chuck like I chuck a tablespoon into the smoothie yep. that I'm making. And, yeah, it's really nice or you can stir it through in water. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. feel great. I was mm. doing it during my cleanse as well. Yeah. And I felt really great and energetic with it. Mm. But that's because it's so nutrient dense, mineral dense. Mm. So, do you have yeah. to be careful about where you buy it from? So, are there certain brands and things that um, maybe it's not as nutritious um, as others, or is that a thing in the herb world? It is. And I would definitely make sure you get organic. That's what I was basically looking for, ensuring that it was organic. Okay. That nothing else was nothing else bad or, you know, yeah, was added to it. So yeah, I think the ones I got were pretty good. Mm. Organic and one's got moringa, which is a herb added to it. And then like I mentioned, the other ones have kiwi and grape, which are apparently also organic. Unless the company is lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which they can do. These companies yeah. can lie, which is a bit sad. But mm. yeah. Okay. So So with that CMOS topic in mind then, our last episode we did herbs to health essentially part one, the first one we ever did. You spoke about a lot of interesting herbs and you taught us a lot of things. So are there any others that have been accompanying your CMOS journey? So recently it's been CMOS. Mm -hmm. It's been chlorella recently, which is also last time I spoke about spirulina. Mm -hmm. Chlorella is another algae Mm -hmm. and, you, you know, you can look up spirulina versus chlorella. They are quite close in, you know, iron content, protein content, that kind of thing. So it's another algae that's great for detoxing, great for the liver, 
great for the blood mm. in general. It's like a super house of nutrients. Mm-hmm. So I do like chlorella. I'm onto that. Also onto, I would have had my liver herbs at the time, but St. Mary's thistle just straight as a herb is really great for assisting liver function okay. and aiding in detoxification of the liver. Your liver goes through so much. Your mm. liver filters everything you eat, mm-hmm. all the fats and everything. Toxins. Yeah, everything. exactly. And I try to be good now that I'm getting older to not eat too many packeted chips because it's all fried in oils and there's vegetable oils and everything. So your liver also essentially gets rid of excess hormones that your body has running through its system, Mm -hmm. depending on if you're a woman, time of the month. So ensuring that excess estrogen is flushed out, all of that kind of thing. So I try to ensure that that is working optimally and on that note, I've just bought from Amazon Mm -hmm. and I'm not plugging Amazon at all, but I've bought a castor oil pack. Now, this is really interesting. I'll be able to speak more on this at a later date, but I remember when I was having Indo issues, I was taught that a castor oil pack is where you put castor oil. This is a, it's from a native plant. The castor oil is pressed from a native plant and essentially it has been said that castor oil can, if you put a castor oil pack on your liver, it essentially absorbs into your body to dissolve any ailments you've got. It'll dissolve cysts on your ovaries. Mm. It'll dissolve fibroids. So you mean like a physical pack that you put externally? Um, What are we talking? So so this pack that I bought has a plastic backing. Yep. And then you've got to imagine like cotton, it's like basically cotton flannel on yep. one side. You pour your castor oil on. You've also got to make sure that your castor oil is cold pressed, it's mm-hmm. organic, mm-hmm. it's hexane free. Mm. <laughs> There's so much when it comes to health. Gosh. And then essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to sleep with this pack on. Ah. And people even notice that when they wake up, like if they've got this pack on their stomach and on their liver, they'll go to the toilet in the morning. So it loosens up anything digestive system wise. If you're needing a bit of help there, it will loosen up your, yeah, digestive system. Like I said, it might take, it depends how, if you've got cysts on your ovaries, depends how long they've been there. So we'll determine how long you have to keep wearing the castor oil packs for. But when I saw a lady that was massaging my Indo system, Mm -hmm. she was the one that recommended castor oil packs to me and I was doing it for a bit where I was popping them on but now I'm actually buying the thing that I tie around and can sleep with. I tie it around my body and I can sleep with. So so I'm excited. I'm really excited to start doing that. That that one appeals to me the most Mm. I think because it kind of takes me back to my childhood. So my yaya or grandmother, whenever we had an injury – so a muscle soreness, we, I don't know, hurt ourselves, we fell over or whatever the scenario was or we had pain in the body, she would rub olive oil into the area and that would relieve pain like really quickly. And you reminded me when you talked about tying things around you, that's what she'd do to us. So she'd lather it with olive oil and then she'd tie like a scarf or something like quite firmly onto the position, whether it was on her back or down our arm or however it was. And she'd say, sleep with that tonight. It was like, in obviously on your skin, it's got olive oil on it. Sleep with that tonight, and by the morning you have no pain. And it was, it always happened that way. By the morning there was no pain. That is so interesting because 
wow, like I didn't know there was another oil apart from castor oil that literally could just do olive that. oil. Like that's what she was using, and she'd rub it in, and it was a process. It wasn't just slap it on. Like she'd rub it into the area wherever that and muscle or tension it. was, and then cover it up. That's amazing. Yeah, because castor oil has even been known to heal like bone spurs. So you got yeah, to right. bung ankle or knee or whatever. You put the castor oil packs on them, and once again, depending on how long the injury has been there, will determine how often you like whether you're putting it on every night. Yeah, and for how long you'll need to wear that castor oil pack. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so mm, there you go. so that's another little thing I'm on, and I guess the last thing that's new with me is slippery elm okay I don't know if I spoke about this last time but now that I am like really gf so gluten free yeah because gluten is just not great apart from spelt the ancient grain that I mentioned slippery elm is just great for lining the digestive tract if Mm -hmm. you had have a like if you've got irritable bowel which is caused by a heavy meat gluten mm-hmm. diet IBS is just um unfortunately one of the byproducts of that mm-hmm. and if you continue with that diet you're going to have the symptoms of IBS yeah yeah so slippery elm can definitely help that but you would need to jump off of that gluten train ASAP as well yeah but yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's really that's, cool yeah thank you a few Cass. little things that I'm doing at the moment yeah, we had a lot of interest in our Herbs to Health episodes. So I think it's really cool that we've touched on a few more today because, yeah. you know, in the times of the world at the moment, you just can't trust <laughs> anything yeah. anymore, uh, let alone, you know, yeah. big pharma and companies like that. I think, yeah, I think COVID kind of taught us a lot. Yeah, about big pharma, please don't kill me like that. <laughs> are you doing, are you having an Andrew Tate moment where you're just like, <laughs> they're going to come for me, I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> Something happens to me. This is the moment. This is why. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, I love that. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, Kat. Oh, anytime. Lovely. It was. Well, until next time, guys. See you guys. Bye.